0: Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host, Austin Pryor, joined once again by Leandra Lynn. This is minute number 59, which starts at 0 hours, 58 minutes and 0 seconds, and runs till 0 hours, 58 minutes, 59 seconds and 24 frames. Our minute starts with a wide shot as Benoit surveys the scene in the conversation pit in the glass onion. Duke and Miles stand talking as Duke shows Miles his phone. Lionel and Claire sit dejected on the couch, but at least they're beside each other. Peg sits on her own, holding on to her seemingly empty bottle of seemingly vodka. Birdie is dancing, already doing the dress spinning that will become so important later in the minute. And in the deep and shadowy background, we can just make out whiskey sauntering in. A minute later birdie is finally getting the attention she craves for her rainbow dress spin and in between well let's talk about that now leandra thoughts on this minute
1: i i really enjoyed this one um there are a lot of a lot of face journeys is how i would put that um much more is happening without the dialogue uh, in this minute than I think other minutes, particularly for dear dear Ed, Edward Norton is doing some really beautiful things with his face.
0: <laughs> he sure is. Um, yeah, so g- give us give us some uh, some Norton highlights there.
1: Um, I think that in this one you see.
0: You look at those numbers.
1: It's fire. It changes things, right? Now. It sure does. Numbers like this him react to some very interesting stuff happening on Duke's phone. And yeah, it's it, surprising for how great the news is that Duke is giving him. Uh, he's just, <laughs> uh, he, he goes through like perplexed to almost, almost immediately, but not quite. Uh, the mm. yay, this is good. This is great news.
0: Think we could talk alpha news. You bit your ass. Come here. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. That's yeah. amazing. Let me see, see. No. Let me see. Everything works out in the end. You just got to keep the faith. Yeah, it's beautiful. It has to all play. Um, it has to all play through the first time the, the way it is. And then later when there's more information. So in other words, it has to play for us today and tomorrow when we're allowed to uh, discuss the movie more broadly, yeah, because uh, I I went into a lot of detail about that first shot, but I think it offers an excellent reminder of um, where all the players are, and highlights the absence of Andy uh, to those who are paying attention. And it's just it it is this it's this just beautifully composed shot that's got like like I mentioned whiskey way in the background. It's got great depth. We're looking downward on the room. There's several people at different levels, just the way, you know, because this big room, dining room, conversation pit, open plan, it is so kind of eclectic. Um, eclectic is the nice way to put it, you know, tasteless and tacky <laughs> and uh, undesigned is the other way to put it. And uh, that it, that it's just like there's so much going on in the frame um, and it's just this beautiful composition and you just kind of want to stare at it plus it's also just kind of giving the audience kind of re-keying us in on the information um yeah
1: i i think it wouldn't be a minute of hours um if i didn't say <laughs> the uh say the phrase classic drawing room play so yes this yes. this very much the uh this tableau that's set up uh really yeah. does uh make you feel like you are in the in a theater watching the stage from above
0: yeah yeah you could imagine you could even do like a conversation pit in the round oh i'd you love could, that you could you could build you could build a set around this you could do a you could do a conversation pit with you know and that there'd be so there's so there's depth and you could do it in the round and have you know several key areas uh on the kind of upper part around the, the pit as well and um oh yeah i think we need there.
1: we need an international adaptation of glass onion as a classic drawing room play we, um, we gotta so do how it do you mean
0: international
1: well we're going to be the people that are directing it of course oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of
0: course of course yeah yeah so we'll do it like um you know the way they have like plays are beamed into cinemas live now. Yeah. So we'll have it like that. There are scenes in the Irish in the Savoy on uh, O'Connell Street that are that are beamed that are being shot in the lobby, and then when you know people are seeing them there, and then you go in to the cinema and watch the ones from your part that you've directed in what part of the States you in again?
1: Um, I'm over on the East Coast near Washington, D.C. So I'll, I'll just rent out the Kennedy Center. It'll be fine. Great. <laughs>
0: Kennedy Center is what I was going to say. Just didn't want to put, you know. Didn't... <laughs> hey, think big, maybe. Yeah, so perfect. So we'll do a simulcast and where you, and, and the characters will be in the two different places as well. And it'll be like, uh, we'll take the time zones into consideration and it'll be like, There'll be they'll be you know video conferencing each other as part of the
1: <laughs> and and anytime that's not practical we have like a mannequin with a well, with a phone taped to its head yeah
0: yeah yeah because it'll all go perfectly in dress rehearsals and technical rehearsals and then it will fail horribly in like five or six different ways on the premiere because that's no. how these things go
1: no this is gonna be great
0: oh and great. you heard it okay, here first cool. yeah yeah okay we gotta workshop this Later we'll stay on the line. This is great. Um, so, yeah. So, do you? Funny that we're talking about that about the space and everything because my 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 geography my kind of mental map of this place is finally clear, but I realized that I've been placing things all wrong for the entire kind of even podcasting it. You know what I mean? Are you? Do you get like? jumbled up about where things are
1: oh yeah anytime yeah. there's a change of camera view i go oh oh i yeah. probably i probably didn't have that right initially
0: yeah i think like every movie needs the kind of the wes anderson say you know <laughs> clear flat and a cross section if need be to establish the geography in a very uh plain uh, and very, um, yeah, very unambiguous way, uh, because like, I, I was, I was, you know, when I was really studying this tableau, as you, as you so perfectly put it, th- that I, I was kind of like, okay. So there's the Mona Lisa. Oh, there's the drink, the little, um, the bar where he's mixing the. Bar. Okay, because I and this and the staircase is over there. Oh, well, that means they were looking this way when. When the you know they come down the staircase. Anyway, it's just like none of it really matters because the drama all works without that knowledge. But um, yeah, sometimes it amazes me how you know because I think I'm paying attention and then I'm just like way thrown off. Did you did you? Um, I presume most people did. Did you watch The Office? I did. The American, yeah. So I used to always place uh Angela, Oscar and Kevin in the wrong part of the office. Okay, so where and,
1: where are they in in your opinion? And I'll tell you if I well agree I, with well you.
0: Well I kn- I know where, I know where they are because I because I now got it. I I finally got it. But like for ages I put them br- like in a, in a place that doesn't actually make any sense if you look at I I just had them as like as you walk in the first as you're like about to see Pam as as you're walking in that little corridory part mm-hmm. before it opens out like if you basically as you're looking at Pam's desk there they're behind her that's where they really are okay but i had them lo- like t- looking that spot and now turning to your turning to your left like and then looking at the far corner. Oh, and okay, the, I but I can see that. I put them there for some reason.
1: I can understand that.
0: And I used to always put them there in my mental map of it. And anytime they there's an actual shot where you can see them piping up or or you know or, or going back to their desk or whatever, so why why are they going there? What, what's going on? <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So any other uh, office heads out there, you can uh, let us know if you if you made that similar. Silly mistake, but um, but back to our another day at the office. This is uh, yeah. So this is the the moment where um, Duke is saying to Miles, "You know, I was wondering why my Googles were blowing up. That was in the last minute, and he's we're leading into that, leading in from that, and he's saying like uh, these numbers, like these, you know." It's fire, he says. This expression, it's fire. Uh, this very internet expression from really just the last few years, I think. Um, And I don't know if, if this is definitely true, but my working theory on where this came from is that, like, people wanted to say it's hot, and then they started to use the fire emoji to say hot. Yeah. And then people just when they see fire just mentally say fire so then the expression it's fire (laughs) comes from seeing the emoji that was originally intended to mean hot but now of course people are saying it so now it does mean it's fire (laughs) when even when you use the emoji
1: that makes a lot of sense i would be shocked if it didn't go that way in fact
0: yeah yeah okay you're you're I'm Once on board. again, always here to support my cockamamie theories, Leandra. Uh, you'll go far. You'll go far in this town. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're tracking the faces through this minute. Did you kind of... Were you tracking, like, blocking and continuity at all? Did you notice any of that?
1: I, I really didn't. Is there anything funky going on?
0: Well, there's, like, a lot of funky stuff going on in this whole section. Um where there's a lot of cuts where, you know, okay, between this cut and that, that person really had to change position. And some of them are like, I guess they were kind of moving as the camera cut. They could have ended up there, you know, Um, but a lot of them are just, well, no, that's not right. But none of them stood out to me on my first or even second viewing. They've only stood out as I study minute by minute, which is like, if something, if a, you know, so-called flaw, comes out only in MXM uh, you know type analysis I don't count it as a flaw it's fine you know yeah. what I mean it, it's like nothing should withstand to this this level and it's like um, you know I always just would have assumed that keeping the technical side of it keeping the continuity was so important and then I think it was on a Coen Brothers movie uh, I think it was on Miller's Crossing they were talking about that in, um, in one of the commentaries and it just made me think, you know, made me look at it another way because cause whoever it was was saying like, look at that, terrible continuity there but we don't care because this was a good good take. So we cut from shot A to shot B and we had, we could have chosen the takes of each shot that matched continuity wise but we chose drama and that's absolutely what's important you know what I mean oh yeah um now obviously you don't want the continuity to be all over the place and you do have you know script supervisors and people to 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 look at all that like peg here in three very quick shots is in three different poses when we kind of cut to her doing this weird thing of like Clapping off the bottle, she's got her empty bottle, and she's like, as if she's giving a round of applause. When Miles, a very lazy one, when Miles is like giving his pep talk, and um, and then cuts to like her in a very different pose immediately after. But Miles is talking. Miles is center frame. Our attention is on Miles, and it's only when you're doing a little peg journey that you're, uh, which is always worth doing because. Uh because Jessica Hennick is amazing and she's <laughs> she can, oh, for sure. she's just always worth watching even when the uh, you know she's not the the main focus of the, of the shot. Guys, have I ever let you down? Have we ever not pulled through, pulled it off? You're staying. Yes? You're staying. Okay. Love it. Come on, this is our time. You feel it? I mean what did we all used to say? Fake it till you make it and have fun while we're doing it. Yeah, it's happening. We're all changing the world, all of us, making a dent in our own ways. You know, five minutes ago, Blanc was telling me that this whole party was a very dangerous idea because you all hate me so much that one of you would actually want to. It doesn't even matter. It's so silly. I, wow. Look at that dress fit. Bertie, that's
1: amazing. Just, just watch. I completely agree, um, although I I really spend a lot of time watching particularly bad movies and <laughs> continuity there is just a joke yeah. so when it's continuity errors like this i'm like eh, i'm not even stressed about no. it
0: no it, it absolutely doesn't matter yeah he, he miles is getting into his pep talk here and he says uh making dents in our own ways which is a reference to the famous quote from steve jobs who says uh you know i want to put a dent in the universe or I want to make a dent in the universe, whatever he says. So there's a lot of these like, and they're coming thick and fast. A lot of these like Silicon Valley, um, you know, there's another reference to move fast and breaking things. Cause they go, uh, you know, Duke gives a cheers and says, breaking it and making it, you know, the disruptors breaking it and making it. And so, you know, he's obviously drawing on all of these Silicon Valley memes about moving fast and breaking things and, and and putting a dent in the universe and it's just like such toxic thought and it's lauded as so and I, I think there's there's finally kind of a, a a backlash against this now but I think Steve Jobs because he's uh, no longer around and he wasn't around during the kind of this period of of us kind of collectively falling out of love with silicon valley in the last couple of years um i think he's kind of immune to a lot of this re-evaluation that's going on for a lot of people and like you know you know sorry to any steve jobs fans out there but like that was not a good guy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and and um he uh and this this approach of like don't care who you step on because you're doing the work you know the big work and the big task and like you're a a great man and a lot of people have used the the kind of the kind of legend of Steve Jobs as a way to justify bad behavior in um in uh, Silicon Valley um of course the big kind of high profile case was um. Uh, you're one <laughs> That big high profile case <laughs> That I can totally remember You know that one Yeah yeah uh, So I'm talking about um, Amanda Seyfried Played her in the uh, Dramatization oh, oh, version uh, um, Elizabeth Holmes I can Elizabeth this. Holmes Oh and, okay um, Yeah so like Elizabeth Holmes uh you know, took on this persona, and she started even wearing the the Steve Jobs turtlenecks, and and her big quote was actually uh, from from Yoda. It was uh, you know, do or do not. There is no try, which is a uh, that poor quote has been, you know, so abused um, and by people on kind of two two very different sides. Um, it, it, it's you know, people in Silicon Valley use it to kind of justify this like. Uh, you know, the secret or manifesting, you know, this idea of like, you know, just apply your will and the universe will, will, um, you know, bend to your will and you'll put a dent in the universe. Um, whereas like, you know, context people, you know, Yoda is talking to, talking to Luke and getting him to uh, snap, snap out of his negative attitude. He's not saying... Don't try. He's not saying, you know, don't be realistic about what you can and can't do. He's just saying, no, you choose to do it or you just say, no, I'm not going to do it. None of this half half measure stuff. Um, So that is just, uh, that's just a rant that, that came out because that's that poor quote, and it's a great moment and a great quote. I don't agree with Yoda on everything, but that was a great uh, thing that has been, like, totally abused. And the other side, you'll see it, is a lot of the kind of, like... Super rational, like you know, hardline atheist kind of community will often point to it as a fallacious argument because they're taking it too literally. You know, like uh, do or do not. There is no try. It's like, well, you know, you're still attempting things. Blah blah blah. You know, the the logical fallacy yeah. involved in it. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, teachers and senseis and and mentors use, you know. Contradictory language, and they use figures of speech all the time. It's a good learning tool. Challenges you. Uh, One-hand clapping, etc. Anyway, that yeah. is uh, that is. I, I did not mean to go on that whole diversion there.
1: So you know who else is just grossly overrated, though? Oh yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it all back. He's the he's the Hollywood. Equivalent of a of a uh, Miles Braun type Silicon Valley yes. figure, yeah. Um, so you were observing in this minute the kind of um, the face gymnastics of of um, Miles Braun, Edward Norton, and I was kind of looking at it from the point of view of blocking and um, body language and having business to do, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of moments where, when we compare it to the script, we see how much Ed Norton is adding, um, and even changing the meaning of what's there without necessarily changing the exact wording, you know? So, yeah, because in the script, he'll say like, um, everything, you know, I, I think we can, you see everything works out in the end, and you've just got to keep the faith. Um, and that line is still in there, but they've, he's changed the blocking. So in the original script, he's continuously saying that to Duke. Whereas in this version, Birdie comes in at a different moment than she does in the script and says, let me see, let me see. And that provides Miles the opportunity to keep talking, but to change who he's addressing. So now when he says, you see, you got to keep the faith, he's now addressing Lionel and Claire, which leads him to be able to convince them to stay. So they worked out the blocking so that it just flows better with... So, like, this is, you know, the whole is greater than some of its parts. When you write your script and then you work with great actors, they'll find moments like this. And... Um, and, and he did it without, like, actually changing any words. You know what I mean? And the other one is, like, um, when... Uh, moments later, when he's talking to um, Lionel and Claire and trying to get the party going and saying, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Benoit even tried to convince me that it was a bad idea to have a murder mystery because, you know, you guys hate me so much that um, you guys all hated my guts so badly that... One of you would actually want to, and he does the like gesture, and that's not in the script. Um, huh. So what he does in the script is that one of you guys would actually want to. It doesn't even matter. It's not important. So he still says those words, but in the original script and the original intention of saying it doesn't even matter. It's not important. He's interrupting himself and stopping himself from from finishing the thought of, you were going to kill me. But now he does finish the thought in this gesture. And then he still says, it doesn't even matter, it's not important. But now he kind of says it to like, he's looking at Lionel and Claire. Neither of whom give him the reaction he wants when he says, you know, you they thought you'd actually want to kill me. And they're kind of blankly Clearly, they have thought about killing him, and they don't think it's that ridiculous an idea and so now he's saying it doesn't even matter it's just silly to kind of break the tension and get away from that moment
1: for sure it's almost uh, in the script, it sounds like it's him apologizing for even having the thought, yeah, and in the uh, in the final product it's him forgiving people for having the thought.
0: It it kind of is because like the 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 subtext as you say is like he's forg- yeah, he is kind of forgiving. He's like moving on. It's like, yeah, you wanted to kill me, I wanted to kill you, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're all awful people. Yeah. Let's just Everybody have a- thought it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like how far gone would you have to be as a human being to get to the point where you mentioned the idea of your best friends, because these are his best friends. You mentioned the idea of your best friends murdering you, and they don't look like it's a crazy idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like, not a single one went. What? The, yeah, no, I w- or laughed. Why, where are you getting this from?
0: Or yeah, yeah, like it, 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 just, it just did not land the way he wanted it to. It great. Um, and then. Yeah, and then he kind of stays with them. And I kind of think there's something great going on that I can't quite put my finger on when he says, guys, have I ever let you down? Not pulled through, not pulled it off. Uh, You're staying, right? You're staying, okay. He's kind of like, it's not really about whether he's ever let them down or not. It's more like, you're staying with me because I'm me. You're all hitched to my wagon guys you're staying. You know like there's a much more the fact that he that he ends it with you're staying. Okay. And on the surface he's he's doing that hospitable thing of like no, I won't hear of it. You're staying. That's all there is. Um but underneath it it's this kind of like guys, I'm the boss. I say what happens here. Because of the implication, I guess we could say
1: for sure there's uh, there are some things that you can't say no to uh, in that incredibly unbalanced power dyam- yes. uh, dynamic you really yes. can't it's like if you're best friends with your boss and uh, it's like oh you don't i really need you to stay uh, stay late today <laughs> yeah yeah but you don't have to yeah it's just like, like of course you do it
0: might affect affect our friendship and our our working relationship and uh yeah, yeah yeah you don't want to be friends with your boss that's uh um, not my boss at least yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah listen to your podcast are she i don't know are they hey well, look look <laughs> at me look at the assumptions i'm making um but uh but yeah so i think that that about wraps it up for this minute unless you've got other thoughts
1: I do not. Head empty.
0: (laughs) Cool, cool. Um, So, one more time, give us a plug there. Tell us where you can be reached.
1: Absolutely. You can find me at com or any place where you get your podcasts at Rocky Horror Minute.
0: Good stuff. And you can uh, find this show at its twitter handle of at glass onion Min, all one word and of course wherever you are listening please make sure you're subscribed and give the podcast whatever vote or thumbs up or review you can on whatever platform you're using because it all helps boost visibility as for us that is all for today we will see you tomorrow on another glass onion minute